hey, welcome into the Orlando Magic High Performance Podcast presented by Advent Health. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. It is Monday, April 20th. Hope everyone had a good and a very safe weekend. Of course, it's been over five weeks now since we've had NBA basketball. The playoffs would have begun this past weekend, but we sit and we wait and we try to remain safe and uh, blunt this curve of coronavirus infections, of course. And it was great last night to try to, to sort of reassemble NBA and sports Twitter and, and, and actually see something we were looking forward to. The Last Dance documentary on ESPN was very enjoyable. Uh, again, it was just good to, to look forward to something again. And uh, we move forward. We make the best of our situation here. And I think I guess today has some interesting perspective on just that, on making the best of a very difficult situation. Orlando Magic head strength and conditioning coach Nathan Spencer is my guest today on the High Performance Podcast presented by Advent Health. Nathan, how are you? Good morning. I'm good, Jake. Thanks for thanks for having me on this morning. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, let's just go back kind of through the timeline, Nathan. You know, we, we, I've talked with David Tenney. I talked with Lindsey Winninger last week. I know, obviously, as you know, we were sort of making plans and at mm-hmm. least had in the back of our head that we might have to pretty drastically change our world um, sort of approaching mid-March. And as we sort of knew that the coronavirus was there, but not that it was going to, to change everything just like that. Um, that night with the, with the Ruby Gobert uh, testing positive in Oklahoma City. As you were sort of approaching, Nathan, were you making contingency plans in your head? Did you have any idea that the change in your world was going to be as drastic as it was? Yeah, we did. We It's funny, actually, the, the day that well, – it's not, it's, it's not, not funny, we're not in a – not a funny situation we're in, but the the day that the league put the shutdown on practice facilities, uh, I was actually standing in the training room with one of our physical therapists, Samir, and our president of basketball ops, Jeff Rotman, actually talking about you know contingency plans moving forward, knowing that you know a lockdown of some sort was was looming and and probably you know facing us sooner rather than than later and. Uh, with with the work that the you know, coronavirus task force team that the, the club had put in place sort of weeks prior to all that, we were sort of anticipating you know the worst to come. And on our end, we you know, we're doing all that we can and just having the conversations you know, with the playing group and, and working out you know, one if they're actually going to be staying here in Orlando, if they were going to be you know, going back to see you know, family or whatever it may be in other parts of the states, and then. Um, you know, on the back end of that, if if they are going to be here in Orlando, then just working out what what was the bare essentials that they had access to from you know, a, a conditioning and strength perspective, and then what we could do to to supplement that. And and uh, yeah, the, talking to to Jeff and, and to Samir, and our phones all went off simultaneously. And the three of us sort of looked, just looked at each other, and just went, "Oh, this you know, this this can't be anything." anything good and you know, we we scampered and and within about you know two or three hours I was uh, up to up to U-Haul and had got a, a you know a, a quite a large a truck and and drove it back to the MY center and uh the, you know the rest of the performance staff and myself had loaded up you know virtually you know, our, our entire weight room um and then started to you know deliver it to the to the playing group within the next you know, 12 12 24 uh, 48 hours so it was a it was a fun you know, fun initial period and, and then we've you know, gotten through that and then and managing how we can now 
Yeah, that's fascinating. And, and I want to get into that, but I want to go back the period in between, you know, after the postponement of basketball, before the closing of the practice facilities, what was that? About 10 days, I think, if I recall that that didn't that didn't really alter your world. Right. No, we don't have games, but at least when you have access to the practice facilities and even if you're practicing some sort of social distancing, just having those facilities, I would imagine, sort of keeps, you know, things some semblance of normalcy. The, the moment that you're talking about when, when you and Jeff, Jeff and Samir are standing there and your phones all go off, closing the practice facilities, that's what really sort of threw your world into upheaval. What was that week like before then? Where you know, Did you have in the back of your head that this might happen and when it does, I'm going to have 24 hours to, to basically drop off many gyms across Central Florida to all these people's different houses? Or were you still sort of holding out hope that, you know, maybe you're going to be able to keep the facilities open and, and, and maintain that level of status quo a little bit. Yeah, we we definitely didn't anticipate that it would happen so quickly and that it would be, you know, shut down, shut down completely. I still remember, you know, I was actually ready to go to bed quite early. We'd gotten back from a, a long road trip, um, you know, played Memphis uh, and then got back in and I was actually ready to go to, to go to bed about sort of 9.30 when the, the Woj bomb went off about the game being uh, cancelled between uh, Oklahoma and um, and Utah. And you know, the, the next morning, everything sort of sort of changed. And it, it still gave a sense of normalcy. Yes, you're right in the fact that we could get you know, into the, the practice facility and, and still work guys out. And it was similar to how we would operate over, the, over a summer period once we got back from... Um, the the uh, Labor Day weekend and, and guys would come in and work out, but the social distancing measures that the NBA had put in place it, it did it did make a big change to how we operated. You know, it was yeah, the the distancing part is, is one thing, but then the you know the staff to to player uh, ratios, whether we're talking about you know uh, coaching staff on court working out with the guys, or even having one player in in the weight room. Our weight room is. Is quite large, and you know we can typically have you know, five, six, seven guys in there at one time. So when that changes, you know the, the, the workflow of the day and, and adhering to those those guidelines and having one athlete in one part of the building at one time sort of put some additional restrictions on how we could how we could work. But the great thing about you know the, the playing group and about the staff is that everyone you know, sort of understands or understood the enormity of this, this situation, and I think. There's a little bit of little bit of uncertainty, a little bit of fear from, from, from everyone, but we did all that we we could, and and uh, with with cooperation from everyone, we're, we're able to get to that point. But yeah, when when our phones went off and we had the closure of the the practice facility, I definitely wasn't expecting to have to to go through what we did within a within such a short period of, period of time. No, it's a a massive undertaking, and and yeah, like you said, I mean. You know, you didn't know if you guys were going to have access to to moving trucks. And, and you know, we, at that point, you, you could have thought then we were going to be locked down within 24 to 48 hours. So certainly at that point, timing was of the essence. We're talking to Nathan Spencer, head training and conditioning coach for the Orlando Magic. OK, so you're at that moment now, right? OK, it, it, it's time to put the rubber to the road. I know I've got to get um, a lot of this equipment into the homes of all of our different players. I've joked with both David and Lindsay. You know, on Twitter, everybody responded when practice facility closed, practice facilities closed. Well, every NBA player has an entire gym in their home. And, and I don't think people understand that NBA players, 
you know, live different lives. Some of them have families and big homes. Some of them live in, in condos and, and use the gyms in their uh, apartment complex and condominium buildings. It's very different from guy to guy. How much did you have a sense of, you know, I, I have this much space to deal with at this person's house? Did you have to go through and sort of say, okay, what 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 is possible as far as gym equipment and things like that to fit into different guys' houses? What was that undertaking like? Yeah, that was that was definitely a whole a whole nother process. So I had sort of I'll call it naivety in some ways, thinking almost that you know the same thing that these guys had plenty of had plenty of room to move in. And then when you you, you turn up at the doorstep of, of certain players' houses and they're in you know, apartment buildings here in downtown Orlando, then uh, that they, you know, they're living in you know, relatively small you know, two two bedroom. You know, apartment complexes, and uh, when some of the strength work we require them to do, you know, they need to drop weights. But they've got uh, people living above or below them. You know that that places restrictions in on what they what they can and can't do. So I remember that the, the first uh, athlete that, I, that I, whose house I, I went to was, was an apartment building, and the first issue was navigating the U-Haul truck through the loading dock. And I've never driven a truck before in my life, so. Our, our chef uh, Zach was was with me, and I think he'd give me ten out of ten marks for how I reverse parked the, the truck through the loading dock. But getting upstairs, and yeah, that, that was that was fun. But uh, getting upstairs into his his unit and just realizing that okay, our initial plan is is again completely out the window. And how do we make light of the situation that that, that he's in, and, and still ensure that we're we're doing all that we can to to work towards the goals that we've set for him during this this period. And you're right, some some of our playing group do have the luxury of having you know, larger houses you know, in, in other parts of, of Central Florida. Uh, there's only one of our players who actually has a basketball court, sort of a half court in, in, his, uh, in, in his house. So the rest are all just like you know, every, every other average citizen in a, in, in a house that have uh, access to some equipment. Um, the the good thing, and you know, this is this is one of the, the luxuries of, of our job in working with the pros that we do. Uh, so many of, of the, the senior guys, in particular, when they knew that all this was going down, we were having conversations really early on as to what they could add in to their home gyms as well. And it was nothing for some of our guys to. Go and purchase additional equipment and have it you know, have it shipped to their house, and I think the whole the whole of the world, if not you know, definitely definitely the United States, is under a, an exercise equipment shortage right now. I don't know that some of the companies that supply equipment have actually donated materials to make ventilators, so there's a shortage across the United States. Um, yeah, since since we've gone into this period, so they they jumped on it you know, really quite quickly, and yeah, that's definitely set them up for. For success in, in this period of time, and and trying to bring them back in as, as best physical condition as we possibly can whenever we resume practice and playing. That's interesting. So, how do you adjust to that? I mean, if you know, obviously, I think every guy I, I would think has sort of a you know a, a, a catered to him plan, and and whether or not you're working back from injury, I mean, everybody sort of goes along at their own uh, pace according to their body and according to where they are. So. You know, it seems like you for, for somebody like you and for your team, Nathan, you probably have to uh, to sacrifice some things as far as catering the plan specifically 
um, to each individual guy. What do you do there? I mean, is there is it a thing where, you know, normally you would be using weight training and now you have to do like bands and do some more resistance training? I mean, how do you sort of make those changes um, uh, based on, you know, things like physical space and just the inability to get some of that equipment up there? What are some sort of shortcuts, I guess, or, or some, um, you know, some decisions that you had to make, some sacrifices that you had to make uh, in, in, in light of all of this? Yeah, that... that... That sort of started early, early on. To be honest, you know, sort of knowing that we were going to have to face some sort of adversity at some point in time with you know, limited equipment or whatever it may be, and even with the limitations that were under when the practice facility was opened, you know, players still weren't coming in and shooting five days a week or six days a week. They were, you know, they might have been you know, three or four. So the volume of work that they were getting through was still significantly less in comparison to what they were typically doing at this time of this time of the season or even in a, in a pre-season period. So that was really a conversation that myself and the rest of the performance staff had in looking at, okay, what is, what are the non-negotiables? You know, what is the, if we have one or two things that we can uh, check boxes on so that we make sure that when we do come back to playing that you know, every single one of our players has, has kept that in check then that's the approach that we took with it so that we knew that you know, if we had plan A, plan B, plan C, and we wanted you know, 10 things for this athlete to do, then whether it's, you know, as you said, change of um, living situation or lack of equipment or space or you know, whatever it might be, we can always revert back to you know, the one one or two things that we need to get them need to get them through. And uh, it's, it's, it's been fun in a lot of ways because we've had to be resourceful and had to think outside of the square on, on how to program for these guys. But I think it, one thing that a lot of people don't necessarily um, understand is just what we're subjected to on the road. You know, we were on the road for obviously half the season and yes, we stay in you know, great hotels in every single city we're in, but the, the hotel weight rooms yeah, some of them are not not that great. I could I could tell you a few cities as to where they're where they're undesirable at all, and then we still travel with some equipment. So uh, we are used to making those decisions on the fly and walking you know, walking into a hotel weight room and, and looking at okay, they don't have a squat machine or they don't have a squat rack, they don't have a leg press, they don't have free weights, they've got some bands and maybe some dumbbells that go up to fifty pounds, which is what we've tried to set most of our players up. With up, uh, up with now, so how do we use that to still achieve the strength goals that we've set, uh, even even in season? So while yes, it was a bit of a, an adjustment walking in and looking at the spaces and and uh, you know keeping in mind the goals that we had for every player. It's it's not something that we're not used to because we we do have to do that pretty frequently throughout the season. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good comparison. I don't think people thought about that. Um, very much out on the road. Um, certainly, you got to make do, and and sometimes you're there for 48, 72 hours in a specific city. Let me ask you this: you, you mentioned it's been kind of fun. You had to think outside the box a little bit and come up with some solutions. Are there? Do you think there are lessons or um, or maybe sort of new practices that you might spin forward when quote unquote we get back to normal? Is it possible that uh, some of the things that you've learned along the along the way here uh, will, will apply in the future? Yeah, it will, no question. And we've we've definitely got 
you know, an appreciation for how lucky we are and how, how good we, we have it. Um, you know, the, other, the other fact that's made our job so easy right now is, you know, we live in central Florida. It's beautiful, sunny, you know, 85% of the time right now. And it's not the, the tropical tropical season where it's, it's storming every afternoon at 3 or 4 p.m. And, you know, our guys can get outside and get conditioning sessions in, you know, talking to staff from the clubs or up in you know, the northern part of uh, the United States right now and, and dealing with all sorts of weather conditions. That just throws another layer onto things as well. And, you know, we're very lucky in that sense. Uh, you know, I, I had never actually heard of Zoom prior to all of this going down. You know, have used FaceTime and, and whatever, but I'm obviously very familiar with it now. And, you know, during the off-season, Part of part of the year where you know guys don't have to stay here in Orlando, they can go to any you know anywhere and, and train and use their own individual skills coach or strength and conditioning coach, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, looking at the situation we're in now, we're, we're definitely going to be able to facilitate that a, a lot easier for the guys because you know, we've, we've been through things like this. And again, uh, if, if someone throws a situation out where they have no equipment. Uh, we'll be able to re, you know, refer back to the time we're at the moment, knowing that we've, we've gotten through it and, and come with some solutions and strategies on how to still you know, keep keep their work where, where it needs to be. Absolutely. As far as the weather goes, I mean, I I would I don't know what I would do, Nathan, if we didn't have the sunny weather and if I wasn't able to get outside and walk my dog for you know an hour at a time, uh, a couple times a day. It's been sort of my salvation. Uh, before we go, Nathan, I wanted to ask you about getting back. And obviously, it's uh, the timeline is is completely, um, we have no idea just now. But what are some of your concerns? I mean, I have to think conditioning is going to be a, a, a big issue and a big concern um, of you and folks like yours when, when you just sort of assume that it's going to kind of be like an all clear and we're going to be back to basketball within a couple of weeks. Um, is that sort of in the back of your head, like just trying to keep guys fresh and, and making sure it's not too much too fast when we do come back? Yeah, there's definitely an element of that. I think you know, the other layer to it as well is we were yeah, prior to all this going down, we were in a really good rhythm offensively and, and, and starting to put it together defensively too. So making sure that you know, the guys are able to get back and get reps under their belt and, and get their shot back in rhythm, um, you know, I, I don't think too many of our players have have put their hand on a ball anywhere near as frequently as what they would have would have liked to right now. So there's going to be that that layer added to it too. You know, conditioning's a, a big a big part of that, and you know, majority of our guys are doing you know, three to four conditioning sessions a week at the moment that we've you know, set, set them up with, and every single one of our players right now has some form of cardio equipment. Uh, in their house, so we know that they're getting they're getting work done to, to some degree. But uh, it's it's the inherent risk of, of coming back from any period, whether it's a, an off season. I mean, you look at the way our off season structured, and you know, we'll have sort of you know, eight to eight to nine uh, you know, team practices before media day, and then after media day, it's only really it's a short training camp before we start playing games and build back up. So. Uh, you know, the situation we're in, you know, something that we spoke about before you know, we went on this hiatus period, and they all know that we're in a really, you know, really, really critical situation. That we still need to win games to 
get into the, the, the postseason and they understand that we all have a job to do and, and they're, they're true professionals and I know that I've come back uh, in the in the right in the right condition. So I don't have to worry about their their approach to it. Uh, and I've learned that you can't get too hung up and and stressed over the decisions that that you have no impact and effect on where uh, I'm not going to start to plan and prep too much just yet without having an end date. Um, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it and just sort of take each, each week as it comes. And at the moment, if the guys can can maintain you know, a reasonable level of fitness, then we'll make the decisions that we need to make once we have you know, those timeframes a little clearer and you know, we'll work as hard as we can to put ourselves in the best position to capitalise on the rest of the season and hopefully do some damage in the postseason. Wise words, Nathan. I'm sure it's difficult to uh, to be patient and, and and to just sort of sit back and wait and and, and trust that uh, that we'll be back in uh, back to status quo at some point. But you have to, and you guys have done a phenomenal job. I think it's a great story. Um, I I know Magic fans appreciate you and your team uh, making sure these guys are fresh, and I appreciate the time today, Nathan. Uh, thanks so much for dropping by. Maybe we can do it again sometime. Okay. Appreciate it always. Thank you. All right, there he is, Nathan Spencer uh, of the Orlando Magic, the head training and conditioning coach. My name is Jake Chapman. This has been another edition of the Orlando Magic High Performance Podcast presented by Advent Health. We'll be back next week. Have a very safe and a very good week, everybody.